This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It has been a nice day so far. And I just want to do a little quickie today about music again. And music and horror. Um, I've always held the belief that horror is probably the hardest genre to imitate or replicate or whatever at the game table. Mainly because it takes more atmosphere and it takes more setup. Part of setup is music. Now, you can do the usual thing of turning the lights down, having candles on, but having a music list and playing it is good if you know how to use the music. Now, I have a feeling this may go beyond horror and to other genres too, because you should always. You know, think about it just a little. If it gets a little in the way, stop doing it. But horror really lends itself. But over the holidays, specifically Halloween, I was watching horror films and listening how they use their music. And the most effective, scariest scenes I've seen in classic horror films, even up until today, is the lack of music. And what I mean is there's no reason a horror film shouldn't have a soundtrack, okay? Shouldn't have a, should have a soundtrack. So, but they know when to use it, and so should you. Now, if you have, like, some scenes that are really intense and horrific, don't use the music. And you do it this way. You sort of lull your players into it. While they are playing, you just... This is a certain part where you have to pay attention to how you... To the music. I usually don't like that distracting me all the time. But if they're going into a situation where they know a serial killer is or something, or some kind of vampire or whatever, and they go in and you start... if you Even if you, if you have sound effects, even better. Like a creaky door or dripping water or something like that. Or do them yourself. You know, I've done sound effects table myself. As the door opens or something like that. And as the scene progresses, ramp down the music a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. By the time they confront the bad guy or whatever, the scene, 
stop the music for like a couple of beats before it happens. And I'll, and you can continue with the sound effects, but that's it. And then it, boom, it happens. That would be a lot more effective than having music going through the whole thing. Look at some of the classic movies. I mean, as far back as Dracula, 1931. One of the scariest mo- scenes, I, some of the scariest scenes in there have no music. I mean, that's that has a minimalist score anyway. I think they had... I think they had um, a theme song, a theme at the at the beginning, Swan Lake, and at the end, but they didn't use music very much, hardly at all. They had a scene with an opera, and that's about it. But you know, they were just learning their thing. But the point is, things happen. You want them to happen that way. Hell, look at Blair Witch Project. Well, no, that's not a good example, but there's some modern stuff too. I mean, uh, Hitchcock used to do it. There are some scenes in Hitchcock that scare the sh- the bejesus out of me. And I'm not talking just about Psycho, too. I mean, there's a lot of thrilled ones in there. Um, and they just... Uh, see, to me, horror... Horror's good. I don't mind... You know, jump scares are jump scares, whatever. But to me, horror, if it's unnerving to me, that really gets under my skin. That is a good horror thing. A horror trope. That's a good... If it, it just gets unnerving. And the music can help. So remember when that when you're running a running a horror game. I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program and I would thank you. And there's also my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. And I'd like to thank these people, too, because they do it monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. If you want to hear some good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast does a good job. So does Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep Podcast. Randy Jote, The Biggest Geekest Podcast is a good one, too. Big John Allen. Don't forget Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.